Hey guys, and welcome to Is It Just Me? The safe space podcast where we discuss being human and connect over stuff that makes us feel alone. Every episode will tackle validating the human experience to show you just how awesome, sane, and not alone you really are. My name is Kaylin West. All right, let's do this thing. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome back to my podcast. Welcome back to me as well. Uh, It has been quite a minute since I've spoken to you, hasn't it? And things are a little insane at the moment, aren't they? So how's your head? How's your heart? I am taking everything a day at a time. My heart seems to fluctuate between being calm and then being anxious and heavy. And my head is either, you know, overwhelmed or withdrawn, though... One upside is that I've been connecting with my people more than I ever have, and that's been really nice. Um, all of these things are valid and normal, and basically I'm just trying to allow whatever comes up to simply be. So, it is April 9th, and as you probably know, uh, COVID-19 has changed everything, Uh, Many people are feeling a lot of anxiety and fear and helplessness, and I feel it too. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. This is affecting everyone, and we will make it through together. Let's make sure that we reach out to our people, that we talk to each other, that we lift each other up from a, you know, six-foot minimum distance, of course, but... Take the time to spread your love to those in your life. Ask for what you need. Move slowly. Breathe deeply. Take it one moment at a time. And please, please know that wherever you are, I am sending you a hand to hold and a hug full of strength. It will be okay. You will be okay. I feel like I've been telling myself that a lot lately. So with that... Let's just jump right in, shall we? Okay, today I really want to take it slow (laughs) and talk to you about something that I think we all could use a little dose of in this current situation, and that is cutting ourselves some slack. Quite honestly, I feel like the universe is kind of forcing us to do exactly that. Uh, She is forcing us to stop and slow down. Many people, myself included, have lost their jobs, and we don't know how long this virus will shut us down, so we don't know if we should seek new jobs. And, you know, as an actor, I don't really have auditions coming down the pipeline, and personally, I'm not treating this pandemic as a moment for a career change. So, really, all there is to do is just wait. And this is a really difficult thing for a lot of us to do. I mean, I mostly, I can only ever speak for myself, but I would guess that a lot of people feel the same way. Because we are trained to produce, to create, to pursue, to work, work, work until we are exhausted and then work some more. But you know what? This is bigger than all of that. This experience has presented a unique mental challenge for me because I was working when all this happened. Uh, I was working. I had jobs lined up. I was very busy. I was doing all the 
I'm using air quotes, you know, right things, you know, and uh, in the blink of an eye, it was all gone. And I do not say this as a plea for you to feel bad for me. There are so many people who are in, you know, equal and worse situations. But I say this as an example of how we can be doing our quote unquote best. And sometimes things are still out of our control, right? Well, most of us really want to take full responsibility when things don't work out. And you know what? Good on you for that intention. Realistic accountability is a beautiful thing. But if things don't work out, it doesn't necessarily mean that you weren't doing enough. And it certainly doesn't mean that you aren't enough. Your efforts most likely were enough. The reality of it is, just because we are enough or just because we do enough, that still doesn't guarantee that everything will work out exactly as we plan and as we hope. That's just not how life works. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it isn't fair. Sometimes it feels unjust and there's just no rhyme or reason to it. It's just what happened. It's not your fault and it's not all on you. So, slack cutting. Here we go. Is it just me or does cutting myself some slack feel totally unacceptable? Okay, if you are anything like me, just hearing those words might make you react with a twinge or a groan. Uh, it feels like there's something like morally wrong with the idea. But what does cutting yourself slack, or cutting anyone slack for that matter, actually mean? So in my humble opinion and experience, it means forgiveness. It means patience. It means compassion, it means understanding and acceptance and support, and it means love. If I really stop to think about it, cutting someone or myself some slack means that I am forgiving them for not being who, what, or where I wanted them to be. That I am extending patience towards them. That I am putting myself in their shoes to understand them. And have compassion for where they are. That I am allowing them to show up as they are. That I am accepting them as they are. And by doing so, showing them love. Would you agree? Side note, I started writing this episode like two months ago before any of this COVID madness was even on my radar. And it's kind of blowing my mind how perfectly timed it is to talk about this right now. So, yeah. Anyway. Here's the thing. <laughs> Society has trained us very, very well, right? So initially, my instinct says, ugh, wrong. Slack cutting is weak. It condones laziness. It allows people and myself to get away with things we shouldn't. It's unacceptable. So maybe your instinct says something similar. Maybe you've thought variations of that. Or maybe you're thinking, wow, Kaylin, that's really freaking harsh. And you know what? You're so right. And that's the point. Thinking like that is harsh. Especially with all that's going on right now. <laughs> and that's why today I really want to address the importance of cutting each other and most importantly ourselves some freaking slack. So there was this afternoon back in December, uh, right in the midst of that show that I told you I was working on when I was walking to the theater and I had a full day of rehearsal and performance ahead of me. And as I was walking, I was beating myself up about not having produced another episode for you all yet. 
I was berating myself for falling behind, for having not worked harder, for not being able to do it all, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure you're familiar, as we all tend to do this at some point or many points in our lives. But right in the midst of my self-admonishing, I suddenly stopped and I blinked and I laughed. I pulled back and I thought, geez, cut yourself some slack, Kaylin. Like, hence the birth of this episode. But truly, it was as if this voice that wasn't mine came out of nowhere and halted my bully train with a single look. It honestly made me laugh. Like, I stopped on the sidewalk. I shook my shoulders. I shook my head. And I shook the heaviness from my heart. And in a beautiful moment of unfiltered compassion, I allowed myself to relax into exactly where and what I was at that moment. I'm not making this up. The truth was, I was busy. My plate was already full, and as much as I used to play the part when I was younger, I am, in fact, not an energizer bunny. Uh, The show I was working on was demanding most of my attention and energy. My well-being and health was demanding the rest of my attention and energy. I am, in fact, not a bottomless brunch of never-ending attention and energy. I know. I am a human being, and my resources are exhaustible, and that is true for all of us. And now, months later, well, I am suddenly laden with the exact opposite problem. Copious amounts of free time. So you bet my brain is back hard at work, stacking on the pressure to do this, do that, create more art, sing all the songs, learn all the TikTok dances, pick up an instrument, write a memoir, start a revolutionary online theatrical production company so that artists will never go jobless again. Oh, and learn to sew so I can make some masks. Etc. 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 Okay, let me be clear. I am not devaluing productivity. Inspiration leading to motivation, leading to creation is a wonderful thing. But the pressure to be productive that warps the joy of creativity is not a wonderful thing. So please go be as productive as your little heart desires as long as you're doing it because you want to and it makes you happy. Not because that dumb little voice in the back of your head is going to make you feel shitty if you don't. You see what I mean? Running headfirst into an unlimited quarantine really brought this distinction to light for me. Some days, it's all I can do to just hold the emotions that I have and hold myself together while I process everything. And on those days, that is my productivity. That is more than enough. Still, on the days that I accidentally fall down a social media rabbit hole and start comparing how I'm spending my quarantine to how others are spending their quarantine, which, for the record, sounds so silly. We're in quarantine. Quarantine. So on those days, my productivity-conditioned brain clocks everything everyone else is doing, and that voice starts to whisper pressure. Some days it shouts, and I start to feel bad for not doing the same, not doing more. But even when I was doing it all, in all the areas of my life, personal and professional, I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. So when is enough actually enough, dear voice in the back of my head? When will you be satisfied? If there is one good thing that can come out of this pandemic, I sincerely hope that it's at least people can hit the brakes on doing and focus more on being. Turn off the pressure 
and turn up the compassion, recognize ourselves as human, not machines, and cut ourselves some slack. In a perfect world, I wouldn't have to sell you or myself on the case for cutting ourselves some slack, but, you know, perfect does not exist. And I know that the concept can be a difficult one to implement. So here's some thoughts that I have for getting through those moments when we're so very sure of our own fault and failure. Okay, so life is a paradox of not having enough time and having all of the time in the world at the exact same time. Depending on the perspective that we choose, our experience of reality will change. Perspective is everything. You've heard me say that a lot on here. Perspective is everything. So think about looking through a pair of binoculars. Our perspective can zoom in and it can zoom out, changing what we perceive radically in the blink of an eye. Sometimes it's valuable to put the binoculars on and focus on something up close. Sometimes it's valuable to take the binoculars off and focus on the greater picture. The point is that we do both. It's important to not get stuck in either perspective, but keep shifting between the two, allowing them to balance and inform each other. Make sense? The bigger picture is valuable because it eases the tendency to make anything and everything mean more than it actually does. The bigger picture zooms out and it makes things more manageable and more holdable. And on the flip side of that, an up-close and personal perspective gives us a more intricate and detailed understanding. A zoomed-up perspective is where we analyze and dig in and we explore. The bigger picture is where we connect the dots, but we need both to fully understand and navigate our world. And it's super important to understand what our own perspective tendencies are. So for example, I tend to really like to zoom in. Clearly. I mean, look at the depth to which I dive in these podcasts. (laughs) Sorry, guys, this is just how my brain works. But I really value and prioritize digging in so that I can gain awareness and understanding of what's inside of me. That's super, super important to me. And it's a beautiful thing. The tricky part, however, is that when I'm constantly zoomed in, everything looks and feels huge. It's like I'm always straining my neck. Uh, looking up at giant things, emotions are tidal waves, and thoughts become all-consuming, I am inside the storm. Okay, pause. For the slack-cutting record, I'm not doing anything wrong. This is perfectly normal, acceptable, and okay. Okay, unpause. I simply have to acknowledge when I'm too zoomed in and remind myself to zoom out, allowing things to become small again. In truth, I think the most opportunity for slack-cutting exists in the bigger picture because slack-cutting means acknowledging all of the influencing factors as opposed to focusing solely on just one little zoomed-in factor. Does that make sense? If I'm only focused on how I'm not creating tons of content and art during this time, I'm going to feel pretty worthless and shitty But that fails to acknowledge all of the other contributing factors leading to my high or low level of motivation on any given day. And there's a lot going on. So some days I don't have anything extra to give. Some days I do. It takes a lot of strength, courage, and trust to do this kind of slack-cutting work inside of ourselves. I believe it's brave. 
it's brave to allow ourselves time and space. I think compassion and patience and acceptance are some of the most valuable strengths, especially when we can exercise them towards ourselves. Because the way we treat and value others grows directly from the way we treat and value ourselves. You've probably heard that before. The one thing I really try to remember when I feel like I'm not doing enough is, hey, I am a human being, not a human doing. I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, but don't you love it? I love it. I think it's perfect. I'm a human being. I'm not a human doing. I don't always have to be doing. And even when we are, you know, we're all just doing the best that we can. And you know what? Even if we're not, this is our life to navigate and nobody else's. Hmm. And let's consider that phrase for a second. Using my little air quotes again, always doing our best. When I hear that, I think, well, that's a lot of pressure. Unless you adjust your definition of best. So what if your best is not 100% all of the time? What if on any given day, your best is 50 freaking percent? What if it's less? What if the best I can do right now in the midst of so much loss and unknown is move slowly and keep myself calm? What if the best I can do is breathe and try to smile? What if the best I can do is simply be here for my family and my friends and let them be here for me? Dear little voice in the back of my head, are you going to try to tell me that that's not enough? You can't see me, but I'm giving that voice the biggest eyebrow raise right now. Look, the definition of best as applied to a human being who is in fact not an energizer bunny and not a machine cannot be excellence or the most or perfect. Again, this is my humble opinion, so take what you will and leave the rest. But the definition of best when applied to a human being who is constantly balancing, shifting, adjusting, evolving, is whatever that human being has the capacity and desire to give at that moment. That's it. In this moment, I don't care what the traditional definition of best is. While all of this craziness is going on and my world is upside down, I don't care what someone studied, wrote, and published in a book somewhere long ago. I don't care what everyone else is doing. How anything in this existence applies to me, I will decide that. And side note, to me, this is why exploration, nourishment, and discovery of ourselves is so, so important. To know ourselves, know our limits, know our boundaries, know our worth, so that we may make our own determinations about how the definitions, expectations, and pressures of the outside world apply to us. Knowing ourselves takes away anyone or anything's power to make us less than. Knowing ourselves gives us a foundation and strength that remains even when everything else falls apart. And knowing ourselves allows us to cut ourselves some slack when life is hard and we are only human. Without letting it mean that there is something wrong with us. Look, the only reason we believe there's anything wrong with us is because someone else who doesn't know us told us so. Really, the only reason we believe that something's wrong with anything is because someone else told us so. Life is too freaking short not to live it for ourselves. Right? And look, 
let me also, again, be very clear. I do not mean my opinion is the only one that matters, so who cares about anyone else? I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No. As this virus is rapidly proving to us, we need community. We need to think of, take care of, and step up for each other. Stepping up for ourselves allows us to show up for others in a way that isn't clouded by fear and competition. It allows us to welcome others in, like actually welcome them in. It allows us to really connect. And we need that right now. We need to be a we. So what are some ways that we can go about cutting ourselves some slack right here, right now, today? Well, come along with me and start by trying these three simple things. One, give yourself a hug. Two, take three deep breaths. put your hand over your heart and say thank you you do so much I know you're scared but it's okay you are more than enough and I love you (laughs) that was nice and if you want to try a little bit more Maybe try one of these. One, journal about one or two of these next following questions. What are some things that have been challenging for you? What are some things that you've been excelling at? What are you grateful for? What are five positives in your life? What would it feel like to truly enjoy the things you have? What would it feel like to honor and appreciate your own efforts. Number two, do something you love with ample time and attention, which means no rushing, no distractions, no multitasking. Number three, confide in someone you trust. Tell them what you're struggling with and ask for their support. Perhaps offer your support to each other and agree to be support buddies. This one is hard for a lot of people, I know, but the truth is, Everyone and their dog needs support. There's no shame in that. None whatsoever. The humility and grace of one human being asking another for support is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. The inability to ask for help simply means that we're unwilling to address our own needs, that we expect ourselves to handle everything, that we're scared of weakness or any other number of trapping and judgmental thoughts. So just let those go and let yourself ask for the support that you need. Number four, this one's fun. Write a letter to yourself, one that is full of kindness and praise, love, support, and encouragement, and hell, maybe even some like playful teasing. Sometimes I imagine that I'm speaking to uh, a friend or a family member, and I think about what I would say to them if they were in my shoes. Treat yourself with kindness and patience. Celebrate the good things. Encourage yourself through the hard things. Be your own light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, so these are just a couple of little ideas, but however you decide to practice cutting yourself some slack, that is wonderful. The goal is simply that we acknowledge our humanness 
and make space for ourselves. I'll repeat, we are not machines. And at this moment in time, many of us have been forced out of the patterns that make us feel like one. So what's left? The gift of time and space. It doesn't feel like it, I know, because the world is suffering. But if we're open to it, I think that this time and space can be a gift. It's time to slow down and space to be rather than do. So I invite you to allow yourself to receive that gift. Take the time to acknowledge your humanness and allow yourself to simply be. Honestly, guys, it's that simple. I know. How dare I say simple? Please, make no mistake. It is a lifelong practice. But honestly, that is the beauty of it. It will take your whole human life to honor and discover your whole humanness. Isn't that cool? We are infinite and ever-changing. So how can any point of ultimate completion ever be truly realized? It's impossible. The journey will never be over. We will never be done growing. You don't have to be right or the best. You only have to be. One step, one moment, one day at a time. So please, cut yourself some slack. All right, my loves, that is enough for me. I truly hope that you are all staying healthy and safe and six feet away from all other humans. My deepest gratitude goes out to all of our essential workers out there, especially our medical professionals who are working tirelessly, putting themselves at risk to heal those who are suffering. So please, for the rest of us, do your part and stay home for them so that we don't spread this further. We are all navigating this crazy time, so know that you're not alone. Remain positive and optimistic. Give your love to each other and to yourself. Deep breaths. As always, please take what resonates and leave the rest. And remember that it is a marathon, not a sprint. So, so, so much love to you all. We will talk soon. Bye.